morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday for Torch Report 513, The Threat of Predictive Programming is Very Real. Friends, today we're going to be taking a closer look uh, to develop a better understanding of how movies just might be predicting the very near future. There's a lot of chatter out there in the infosphere today about predictive programming, uh, largely stimulated by the release of a trailer for the upcoming movie called Civil War. It was produced by the independent studio A24, which I think is just interesting. Uh, but And I put the, put the link in for the trailer. You can watch the chilling trailer. It shows America tearing itself apart and all of that. I suggest checking it out so you can see what the what the hype is all about here. But I, I think for obvious reasons, the trailer has many people. This movie, Civil War, it's going to come out next spring. It has many people in the MAGA camp deeply concerned. And, of course, right on cue, the mainstream media is ridiculing these concerns as nothing more than the latest and greatest right-wing conspiracy theory. Now, there's another film that actually just came out that's also being pointed to as potentially predictive programming, and that's uh, Barack Hussein Obama's production of Leave the World Behind, which is said to be chock-full of fear-mongering, anti-white sentiment. And that movie shows a massive cyber attack on the United States and, of course, all of the chaos that ensues. So what's going on here? Is this... Predictive programming, is this just a coincidence that these movies just came out? And I want to get into it a little bit here. To many people, the fact that Civil War is being released in the spring of 2024, just six months before the destined-to-be-contentious presidential election, people see that as no accident. That's not an accident. I mean, no way, you know? And then the fact that Civil War, that the release and the timing, it also aligns perfectly with Bill Gates' prediction of a hung election and a civil war in 2024, that only adds to the speculation that this is perhaps a prime example of predictive programming. And similarly, you know, the world, uh, leave the world behind, that appears to align perfectly with many of the headlines and articles that have been coming out throughout the year that claim the threat of a cyber attack has never been higher. And as I was thinking about that, in fact, back in January, Torch Report 277, chaos prevails when justice fails. In that report back in January, uh, we were looking at the Council of Foreign Relations' top conflicts to watch in 2023. And in that report, it showed uh, the uh, Council of Foreign Relations report, their chart there showed that the United States of America was in a tier one high priority situation, meaning that the U.S. was facing the imminent threat of a highly disruptive cyber attack targeting U.S. critical infrastructure by a state or non-state entity. Uh, that's a direct quote from the report there. Now, that, too, could be considered predictive programming, could it not? They're saying, well, watch out for this in 2023, and we know there have been cyber attacks and all of that. As a matter of fact, I put a link in the report today to a really cool real-time map of global cyber attacks. It kind of shows, looks like, you know, laser beams shooting back and forth between the different continents and countries. Pretty fascinating there. But anyway, uh, all of that said, I think... To, to stay grounded here, it's possible, it could just be that the Council of Foreign Relations 
was, you know, they were putting out their very best assessment of all the available data. Look, this is it. I mean, watch out. High priority situation could be a highly disruptive cyber attack based on the available data. And in the same way, the release of the Leave the World Behind and Civil War, these two shows that are, you know, out or coming out that are, you know, being called predictive programming, they could just be a reflection of public sentiment. They could just be an artistic rendition of the current cultural mood made for the big screen, so to speak. So which is it? You know, is it predictive programming or is it something more benign? That's the question. And one, one thing I, we can know for sure is that we're just going to have to wait to find out. You want to find out whether or not this is just entertainment, uh, a cultural reflection, if you will, or if it's predictive programming. Let's just wait and find out. That's one way of looking at it. We can know that for sure. And then also for sure, we can know that different people are going to have different opinions on the idea of this being predictive programming or what have you. And those differences, ironically, are going to be divided along the ideological lines of the left and the right. And that I believe, provides us with a clue. Why is it that the left and the right are living in such wildly different worlds? You and I live in our own little world. Why are people living in these radically different realities? In theory, rational people can examine the current circumstance. We can compare and contrast the various narratives. We can debate and discuss the conflicting data and come to some level of agreement as to what the hell is really going on in the world. That is the, you know, in theory, right? The problem with this idealistic theory, this notion that we could come to a rational agreement as rational people, is the fact that we are not rational creatures. Human beings are not rational creatures. We're all just a little bit crazy, if you know what I mean. And uh, John Dewey, according to John Dewey, John Dewey's the consummate progressive hack who uh, perhaps to perhaps had more detrimental impact on American society than any other liberal intellectual of the 20th century. Uh, but he said reason only comes into play in order to find justification for the opinion which has already been adopted. That's what John Dewey says. And this comes straight out of the book, The Public and Its Problems by John Dewey. He's, he's often thought of as kind of the godfather of propaganda. Uh, and I was reading through that this morning. But reason only comes into play to find justification for the opinions that have already been adopted. We only use our reason to rationalize our thinking, in other words. And as, as, as much as I don't like John Dewey, Unfortunately, he was not wrong in this understanding. And therein lies perhaps the greatest challenge that we have to overcome. Understanding that those who seek to divide and conquer and enslave the whole of humanity, they understand human nature much better than, say, the average peasant. And they've been studying how we think and how we feel and how we behave. They've been studying us like animals for centuries. And now, with the advent of modern technologies like smartphones and artificial intelligence, they can leverage this knowledge of human behavior, human psychology, human how we act, think, and feel and all that. They can leverage this knowledge for some very nefarious purposes. And, and their ability to do this, I believe, is still pretty much just inconceivable to the vast majority of people. People don't understand what's happening, let alone how it's happening. The nudging, 
the subconscious taming, the algorithmic social interventions that we've talked so much about. These are all well-understood methods that are known to create behavioral change. And most often, this behavioral change is being facilitated without the awareness of the people being manipulated. And it's, uh, there's a science to it. You know, They know exactly what they're doing. And in some sense, these techniques of nudging, subconscious taming, algorithmic social interventions, etc., these techniques themselves could be thought of as predictive programming, given that, the, uh, given that they do, in fact, program behavioral change. However, However, friends, I think the more traditional understanding of predictive programming is what we're after today. And this kind of traditional understanding of predictive programming comes from the 70s. It was first articulated by the venerable Alan Watts, who defines the concept this way. He says, and I quote, Predictive programming is a subtle form of psychological conditioning provided by the media to acquaint the public with planned societal changes to be implemented by our leaders. If and when these changes are put through, the public will already be familiarized with them and will accept them as natural progressive progressions, thus lessening possible public resistance and commotion, period, end quote. Now, I want to note first that Alan Watts was and still is a widely respected uh, thinker, philosopher. He's widely respected in academic circles. Okay, And the second thing is that that, that excerpt comes from the Ohio State University website. Okay, it, it's, it's not fringe crackpot conspiracy. As much as you would be able to find, if you go type in predictive programming and look at the algorithmic social interventions, what they feed you and want you to think, they want you to think uh, that predictive programming is a, is a vast right-wing conspiracy. They're all, the most the sources you'll see at the top of the list are mocking predictive programming as if it's a conspiracy theory. Now, I wonder why that might be. But here, reading the words of Alan Watts himself, a well-respected, widely respected academic, uh, and pulling it directly from a .edu website, we find the empirical proof, the evidence to the contrary. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's an idea that I think has some merit. It's meaty. It's worth chewing on. Now, to say that predictive programming is a subtle form of psychological conditioning is not only accurate, It aligns perfectly with mountains of evidence that this is exactly how the ruling class elites have been brainwashing the masses for the last century or so. That said, this is but one aspect of a much larger and more sophisticated scheme of psychological manipulation. So it's not just predictive programming. That's just one part of how they're manipulating the minds of the masses. So let's go ahead and zoom way out. Zoop! Because, uh, friends, as I was thinking about it today, it's really all about the memes. Do you remember the memes? We've talked a lot about memes and memetic warfare and the Journal of Memetics and all that jazz. At the beginning of the year, I produced several reports that aimed to uncover the threat of memes, of memetic warfare. It's a, it's a specific style of psychological warfare. There's a science to how ideas spread. And the, obviously the propagandists, they understand this very well. The average person, not so much. But as a result of this disparity between what they understand and what the average person understands, those who intentionally create and spread 
highly infectious ideas, a.k.a. memes, those who are spreading these highly infectious ideas have a significant advantage in psychological warfare. And if you want to brush up on the underlying science, I did put uh, three links in there. Torch Report 272, The Art of Memes and Making Predictions. Torch Report 301, Memes, Memetics, and Mental Warfare. And Torch Report 402, The Transformation of Human Consciousness. Now, polling from Torch Report 402, which among other things in that report, I was analyzing a CIA report on psychic warfare, just to say, you know, there's some big brains that have been looking at this stuff for a long time. But it seems appropriate to pull from that uh, report the concept of what they call embedded social consciousness. Embedded social consciousness. Emphasize, uh, emphasis on embedded. I think we can bring that into today's discussion. I'm going to read a little excerpt here about embedded social consciousness. It says, there is vast literature exploring the impact of psychological, social, and cultural factors in shaping the human experience. Sociologists, anthropologists, psychologists, and historians alike have found that people's worldviews shape their experience of reality. Worldviews are influenced by factors. Uh, in large part, worldviews are influenced by factors that lie outside of conscious awareness, including shared beliefs, values, and societal attitudes. This is the gist of embedded social consciousness. And you see that there is vast literature demonstrating how our worldviews are shaped by factors that lie outside of conscious awareness. And these worldviews ultimately shape our unique individual experience of reality. And again, the globalists understand this, and they are very actively exploiting it to their advantage. So by embedding socialist memes, say through the proliferation of mass media and movies, those who are generating these memes can fundamentally alter human consciousness and transform the way the peasants view Reality. It's very, very powerful stuff. And if you think about what's going on in society, kids in school trying to use litter boxes and, and you know, men thinking they can have babies and stuff like that. I mean, talk about some warped consciousness, but altering, fundamentally altering human consciousness with memes and embedded social consciousness. Anyway, you know, to, to Alan Watts's point, he declares that predictive programming lessens possible public resistance if and when the predicted crisis strikes. And we see the same mental mechanisms at work here. In essence, by planting powerful memes through predictive programming, in an, you know, they plant the memes in an entertaining and riveting medium such as a movie, the social consciousness is being primed to accept and spread the idea that such events are not only possible, but in fact they are probable. And that, in turn, begins the process of material manifestation. 
Now, this is a pretty fascinating concept because the material manifestation, we, we can manifest our heart's desire. We can manifest our intention in the material world. We can, we can burn things and build things and all that kind of stuff, right? But this, this process of material manifestation, going from an idea to actual reality, it directly taps into the limitless mental capabilities of the human mind. And that is a direct quote from the uh, CIA's study in psychic warfare. They say the limitless capabilities of the human mind to bring imagined reality into actual reality. That's pretty fascinating. It's all quite complex. And, and even now, we only partially understand how the human mind does this. And yet, we can see it happening all around us every day. It's just the way life goes. Now, to the note, I, as noted in Torch Report, uh, Torch Report 338 was presenting a cosmopolitan perspective. And it was kind of building off this idea of transforming social consciousness. And at the end of of it, you know, the, the ultimate objective there, uh, to use this psychological manipulation, the, the objective is to develop different identities. That's a direct quote from globalist literature. Uh, and they want to do this in the population at large. They want to cultivate a cosmopolitan perspective that, that sacrifices a sense of individual identity for a sense of collective identity. And they've been able to use psychological, psychological manipulation to develop different identities for the purpose of dividing and conquering society. And this, this objective... Uh, I think can be seen through direct observation. You just need to look around. We can see the the wild and, and quite disturbing success at developing different identities. And I put a screenshot here of some fat, hairy drag queens, basically a bunch of perverts uh, messing with a bunch of kids at Drag Queen Story Hour. Okay, that's just one example of how disturbingly successful this mental mani manipulation has been. Transformation of consciousness, development, development of different identities. And hey, by the way, if you're listening on a podcast platform, you just have to go to thetorchreport.com to see the big hairy drag queens. But I want to bring it back around to the predictive programming of the Civil War more specifically, because what we're seeing through that movie is we're seeing memes being sown to develop identification with two opposing social groups, let's say the patriots and the tyrants, who have become so at odds, there is no other choice but to launch into a kinetic conflict that litters the streets with death and tears society apart. Now, this idea of a civil war, it's already circulating heavily throughout the collective American conscious, throughout American society. And thus, my personal view is that the timing of the civil war, this predictive programming, is actually more a force multiplier for the memes that have already been long introduced. I hope that makes sense. Uh, put differently, I believe the Civil War movie is intended to rouse the incredibly strong emotions that are necessary to drive this sort of ballistic behavior, kinetic ballistic behavior. Now, if you think about manifesting intention in the material world, Ultimately, that's achieved through the channeling of strong emotion into a mission that is felt to be deeply meaningful. And if you look at it through that lens, I think it's really easy to see that they are pushing us toward war. They're priming the emotion, force multiplier of the memes. The emphasis here is more on the emotions than the ideas, since the idea of civil war has been percolating for quite some time. And there is perhaps no greater way to evoke emotion at a societal scale than through movies. So one might ask, 
What mission could be more meaningful and emotional than defending our families and our homeland from a tyrannical takeover? I can't think of a, a more meaningful and powerful emotion than defending my family and my homeland, okay? So friends, if we take it all together, uh, as the psychological manipulation continues to break fever pitch, as the long-sown memes continue to work their dark magic, as present-day predictive programming strives to cultivate the necessary emotional state to make all sorts of bad things happen, we would be wise to keep our heads on a swivel and keep our powder dry. As I've said many times before, now is the time to prepare for a kinetic contingency. Stock up, be prepared, have a plan. But most importantly, continue to live your life. Life. This sort of predictive programming and psychological manipulation can also be used just to keep the public in a state of fear and anxiety and anticipation, of course. That strategically short circuits our ability to think long term. And friends, at the end of the day, life is still good. The future is still bright and freedom is always worth the fight. So patriots, stay wise. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with someone, share it with anyone, share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.